0: Talk Radio 77, WABC.
1: It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner. It's the time of the season. Runs and welcome back to the middle. Time, give it, to me easy. it is so great to have you along. Kitty and Reese in from Great Britain recommended our musical acts. Actually, is really, that's the zombies. And uh, a little later in the show, I'm going to talk about what it's like to be a tour guide for British tourists when there's USA, England soccer in town. And also when Curtis comes in at the top of the hour from three to four, we're going to talk about... Eric Adams traveling off to Doha himself and what that means. Imagine that – I imagine that Curtis has some thoughts about soccer in general. Now, we're going to try not to do the cliché ugly American talking about soccer, but it is called soccer, right? Can we just agree on that, that at least we have the name of it right? But back to the subject we're talking about. We're talking about the subject of hunger in the United States. It is something that seems to be a relatively stubborn problem on one hand. On the other hand, we do have now plenty of body of knowledge and expertise on how to bring down hunger. And one of the people that has been – frankly, has devoted his his entire life to it. He's he's both inside of government, in the nonprofit world, someone that understands it very well. We're going to be joined by Joel Berg. Joel – who is the author of uh, several books, including "All You Can Eat," "How Hungry, Hungry Is America," and also "America: We Need to Talk," a self-help book for the nation? He is the CEO of Hunger Free America. Joel Berg, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Oh, thanks for having me on. You don't want to talk about the zombies? Can you name their only other hit?
1: Well, you're going to get a chance to hear it. You're you're talking to the wrong guy about two hit wonders. We had a conversation about that for a while, <laughs> okay. but you're you're going to have to you're going to have to stay tuned to hear the the two other what we can we consider. Hits of the zombies, but you you know exactly what your audience is because we are we're going to be hearing that soon. Um, but okay, jo- go. spoiler, one also
0: became a, a cover hit uh, for Carlos Santana.
1: That's exactly right. You are good, Joel. You're good. Hey, listen, video. before we have a conversation about the solutions, I mean, give me a sense of the arc. You you know, in the back in the in the days you worked at the Department of Agriculture, you've been in the space for a long time, not only here in New York but a, a, around the country. Is is, are, are, are we making a dent in the problem of hunger on a, bigger, on a bigger arc, and also recently have we seen some improvements in these things?
0: Yes and no. The bottom line is public policy matters, and when the public policies are working, hunger goes down. When those policies are reversed, hunger goes up. So to be very specific, we had uh, the largest economic collapse in modern times, arguably since the Depression in the pandemic. And because the leadership in, in Congress and the Biden administration dramatically increased both food and cash aid, including for school meals uh, expansion, hunger went down. Even though we had this huge economic collapse in the last year, much of that increased aid has been ended and hunger has gone up again. So, people really shouldn't be shocked that when you bring in water, drought goes away, when you take away water, uh, drought comes back, and same as when you give food or cash aid to people, they're able to have enough food, and when you don't, they don't
1: and what are the two two or three biggest public policy successes in dealing with hunger? i mean to, I'm putting putting aside the dollar amounts that go into them what What are the policy things that we've done that help people feed their families?
0: Well, first I'd say raising the minimum wage. We've done a study comparing states with higher minimum wages to states with lower minimum wages. And no shock, the states with the higher minimum wages have less hunger among working people. And I know you have a fair amount of conservative listeners, and I point out raising the minimum wage doesn't cost the government a penny. It rewards work. We all want to reward work. So raising the minimum wage works. Uh, The Social Security Act, going back to the 1930s, we know that before the 1930s, the poorest people in America were senior citizens, and today, while there's a lot of poverty among senior citizens, there's less poverty and hunger among senior citizens than among children because of Social Security. And then thirdly, you know, the more you know, typical food safety net, the school meals program, which were started in the 1940s as a defense uh, program, because our boys at the time young men were too malnourished to fight, and the uh, snap program, the current name for the old food stamp program, which is sort of a voucher program which gives uh, benefits to people to be able to use at for profit food stores so all these things have worked and dramatically reduced hunger but i 'll point out that uh, you know most other industrialized western nations on the planet don't have anything like the hunger we have, and they don't have the food programs. They just have higher wages, more affordable housing, free health care, and so they don't need all the special food programs.
1: And when we provide benefits in the form of SNAP or food, food stamps, it's a fairly streamlined process, right? We basically give them credit to buy food, anywhere in their neighborhood, and they just go and spend it in a local store. So it's not like this is – it's not a centrally government-run kind of program the way some people might envision envision it. It's, a, it's kind of a straight economic stimulus program, isn't it?
0: Exactly. There are some uh, programs, countries with more government intervention than here, like Mexico or India, and when there's a government food program, you go to a government food warehouse to get government food. In America, the SNAP program really is a voucher program. You can use it, you know, in some places online now to shop for food. You can use it at farmer's markets. You can use it at bodegas and corner stores, you know, and and Whole Foods. So you can really use it for a wide variety of things at a wide variety of of places.
1: But I I recall hearing stories from constituents, and sometimes I still hear, get calls like this from time to time, saying that food stamps – you know, why are people lining up for food stamps when they look like they're well-dressed, they have fur coats, It's probably an exaggeration, and they're using it to buy beer? I mean, talk about some of the, myth, the myths about the SNAP program that are frequently thrown up when people talk about trying to expand it.
0: In fact, I think we discussed this the very first time we met, and you were telling me about some constituents who raised those concerns uh, to you. Well, well, first of all, uh, you, know, you never know someone's situation by what clothing they have. Their, their one article of clothing may be the last thing they took from the old country, so to speak. But the fact remains, the vast majority of, of hungry people, of people in poverty in America are working. They're working hard and playing by the rules, and they just don't earn enough to feed their families. Uh, then many people who are hungry are children, senior citizens, uh, people with disabilities, and, and uh, veterans. The, the, the percentage of people who are these sort of stereotypical lazy bums who are able-bodied people who never serve the country who just don't want to work, that's really more a myth than a reality. That is a very microscopically small percentage of those getting government aid. And I point out lots of uh, wealthy people get government aid, and we don't want to micromanage how they live uh, their lives. Look, I I believe that rewarding work should be the centerpiece of social policy. My old boss, Bill Clinton, you know, uh, believed that. And that's why I believe things like the earned income tax credit, which gives people extra tax benefits for working to make sure as much as possible that you do better working than by getting government assistance. I think those are the the programs that, that, you know, move us furthest.
1: And when you when you look, you have a footprint in uh, – by the way, talking to Joel Berg, who's the CEO of Hunger Free America, uh, one of the premier hunger organizations uh, um, out there, anti-hunger organizations out there. When you, when you look around the country, I'm always surprised when I look at your studies that it's not – this is not just an urban area Bronx problem. And there's, we do have a problem in the Bronx, but very often the counties in upstate New York counties in rural areas – have high levels of hunger. Hunger is not something that is purely a New York, a, a, a blue or a red problem. It seems to be all over the country.
0: Absolutely. In the last week, I did events in, in Rochester, New York, Albany, uh, New York, and and the Bronx. I grew up in Rockland County, about uh, 30 miles north of, of Times Square, and uh, most of the suburbs, like Rockland County, had very significant increases in poverty and hunger over the last few decades, mostly because uh, housing is just so expensive there and, and elsewhere. So hunger is a problem in every rural, urban, and even most suburban Communities of the United States. A lot of people don't know that hunger is a serious problem in the Haredi Jewish community, ultra-Orthodox Jewish community, where some of the you know adult males, particularly, have limited incomes and uh, at least on average, fairly large uh, households. So who is hungry? Who gets help? Who needs help? Is is uh, you know really goes way beyond the stereotypes. I also point out that the number of people in America who are sometimes poor and hungry is about 10 times the number of people who are always poor and hungry. Let me repeat that. The number of people who sometimes suffer from poverty are about 10 times the number of people who always suffer from poverty. That's because most people in poverty, at least for some points in their life, climb into the middle class. They get a better job. They're doing well health-wise, and then something happens. Uh, They lose their job. A factory shuts down. There are layoffs. Uh, The carburetor goes out in their suburban car and they can't get to work anymore. They or someone in their family gets sick. So there's a lot of fluidity between the lower middle class and people in poverty and vice versa than most people think. A lot of social policy, a lot of media focuses on the so-called underclass. That does exist, people who are perpetually poor, but that's not the biggest problem in America. It's really about lack of economic opportunity. And you know this very well. The decline of the middle class is often seen as an entirely different issue than the poverty issue in America and the hunger issue in America, but they're really the same issue.
1: Yeah. So we just have one, one minute left. The new Congress is, is being seated in January. The House, the, the Senate will stay in Democrat, in Republican hand in Democratic hands. In the House, if you had to give some advice to Speaker, or most likely Speaker McCarthy, about like some – Middle of the gro- middle ground, non-ideological things that we can do to deal with this problem. What are a couple you'd say that, that you would hope he gets started with right away?
0: Well, first, got to get in the plug. If any of you can afford to donate to Hunger Free America, go to hungerfreeamerica.org. You can also volunteer there. You can also find out where you can get food if you need it. But the advice I'd give to the Republicans in Congress is remember the old-fashioned bipartisan tradition of this, of Richard Nixon and Bob Dole, and do something basic, like make it easier for kids in rural areas and suburban areas to get free universal school meals. That's something that can very much be done in the lame duck session, will help Many of the districts you represent will reduce paperwork and bureaucracy. So that should be something that Republicans are for.
1: That's great. Joel Berg, who is the CEO of Hunger Free America, uh, an organization that he mentioned you can reach out to online to make uh, donations and also find an enormous amount of resources about where to get help if you know people who are dealing with hunger. He's also the author of a couple of great books, the latest of which was America. We Need to Talk, a self-help book for the nation. Joel Berg, thank you so much. Have a great Thanksgiving holiday, and I appreciate all your service. Thank you, Anthony. Have a good one. We're on the middle. Let's see on the other side.
0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today, and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts.